So I want to read this passage, and here we go. It's in the book of Matthew, chapter 1, verse 18. The Bible says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. And while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is being interpreted, God with us. Disappointment, expectations, we all have them. We dream of a white Christmas. I'm from Louisiana, and it always rained. We never had a white Christmas. Things don't always go as planned. I'm sure Joseph planned on a long engagement, marriage, and then after a while, children. But the angel appeared to him and said, she's with child right now, and it's the Holy Ghost. Joseph's name was trashed. Not expected. Mary, I'm sure, did not want children immediately. Yet, during the engagement time, the angel appears and says, you're with child. Not what she expected. The shepherds wanted a quiet night on the field, but the angels said, travel to Bethlehem. Just not what they expected. The wise men, they followed a star to see a king, but they found a baby in a manger. Just not really what they expected. If you were to ask the average person in Napa, what do you have to do to go to heaven? You would get answers like this. You got to keep the Ten Commandments. You ever heard someone say that? Usually I say, okay, uh, can you name them? And most of the time they can't name two or three. And I say, if you can't name them, I bet you're not keeping them. What do you have to do to go to heaven? Someone says, well, you got to be baptized. What if you live on a desert and there's no water? What if there's a drought? Well, you got to be good to go to heaven. How good? A hundred good things? How many good things? What do you have to do to get to heaven? Now, here it is. When I heard this, it wasn't what I expected. It's a free gift. It's not anything that you do. Here's what the Bible says. It says, for by grace are ye saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works or good works, lest any man should boast. He said, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. It's a gift. Let me ask you just quickly, each section, we won't be long on this. Adults, name something you got when you were a kid for Christmas. Help me. A bike. Okay, bike. Scooter. Scooter. A doll. Nintendo. Nintendo. You didn't get a Nintendo. <laughs> Brother Stevenson, you were a Marine. They didn't even have them back then. Uh, how, about, uh, how, about in the, how about in the middle here? You got something for, you're an adult. You remember something you got for Christmas? What was it? Fire truck. Fire truck. What else did you get? What did you get way back there? 
A what? Be easy bake oven. I wish you'd learn how to cook on it. Oh, I'm in trouble now. Uh, anybody else in this site? What'd you get as an adult? What'd you get? Bicycle. What? Bicycle. Bicycle? Puppy. A puppy. Oh, I can't top that one. How about over here? How about over here? You're an adult. You got something, Lori? 96 crayons. She still has them all, I'm sure. What'd you get? What'd you get? A what? Remote control car. Anybody else over here? Barbie Dream House. Ben, did you buy that for her when she's a little girl? <laughs> and I guarantee you, most of us adults here tonight, you couldn't even find those gifts now. They were, some of you don't even remember what you got last year. Don't know where it is. Don't remember. But guess what? Those were gifts. But in the Bible, it talks about the gift. Here's the passage. It says, But the gift of God is eternal life. That's the gift. It supersedes all other gifts. Here's another one. Jesus was speaking to a woman at a well. And he said, If you knew the gift of God, pointing to himself, you would have eternal life. I just want to tell you about it. We think of Christmas, we think of gifts, and that's a part of it. Nothing's wrong with buying gifts. Most are overdue. They're deserved. It's exciting. Hiding, shopping, making a list, making the sale, stashing them, surprise, looking at people's response. A gift is always free. God's gift is free. Jesus is the gift of God. Most famous verse in the Bible, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him or puts their trust in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. It's free. Next, it's personal. It's got your name on it, just like the tree... And the gift under the tree, it's got your name on it. It's personal. God knows who you are. Guess what he calls you in the Bible? For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let me look on this one right here. I see Jose, Isabella, Brandy, Anthony, Juan, Sue, Maria, roll that R, Maria, Marie, Mike, and I could go on and on. Every name in the world is on the gift of God. It's free. It's personal. It's available. It's not out of stock and it's not on back order. It's right there. It's a package. When a person receives Jesus Christ as their Savior, it's a package. They get heaven. They get their name written up in heaven. They get a mansion. God's Holy Spirit comforts them. The Bible makes sense. They're born into the largest family there is, God's family, and they can never lose it. They have eternal life. It's expensive. It costs Jesus his blood and his life. And I want to say this. It's eternal. Folks, a hundred years up in heaven, and I doubt any of us will be here in a hundred years. 
And if you're a child of God, if you're saved, if you've accepted him, we'll be up in heaven in a hundred years. And I believe it's going to be kind of like this. Lord, wow, look at this beautiful place, heaven. And then we're going to see an empty lot. And we're going to say, Lord, what is this here? How come there's no mansion here? And he's going to say, you know, I tried my best to give eternal life to somebody. I wanted them to come up here, but they just wouldn't take the gift. People begged them. People tried to hand it to them. They saw people take that gift. They heard about people taking the gift, but they wouldn't ever take the gift. Folks, it's so easy that most people trip over it. It's not complicated. You say, well, Pastor Ray, what are you supposed to do with the gift of God, eternal life? Well, I want to say this. You don't have to ask a child. You don't, you don't have to explain it to a child. We never have to give a manual to children for Christmas morning to know what to do. Somehow those kids get up and they know what to do. They see the tree. They see the presents. If their name's on it, it's torn open. And that's how it is with Jesus Christ. You say, Pastor, what do you do with that gift? Well, first, it's got to be pointed out to you. No one accepts Jesus Christ who someone didn't point it out and explain it to you. Someone's, if you walked in the room tonight, we said, hey, we got a gift for you. You'd probably say, well, where is it? You know, it's a big bill. Where is it? It's right over here. Someone's got to point it out to you. And tonight, maybe God during this Christmas season has been pointing it out to you. It's Jesus. What you're looking for, the emptiness in your heart that things and people and relationships do not feel, it's only filled by God and God's Son. Got to be pointed out to you. Second, you have to trust who's given it to you. Amen. You know, I don't know if you're like me. I've got some friends that cut up a lot. They uh, sometimes are funny. Uh, someone sent me a box recently and you had to pull this lever. And as soon as I did, a spider bit me. You know, it was a fake spider and it was a fake bite. But I mean, I just put it there. Whoop, there it was. And I looked at who it was from. I said, it figures. <laughs> you know, there are some people want to give you a gift and you're saying, uh, you open it. <laughs> you just don't trust them. You know, you can trust the Lord. Amen. He will never let you down. He will never disappoint you. He under advertises, but always over delivers. Amen. It's greater than you ever thought. Next. You want to take it now. You want to take it now. Can you imagine if you try to give a gift to someone tonight and they say, ah, not right now. How would you feel? Man, we bought this for you. Here, here you go. Nah, not right now. Well, when are you going to take it? Well, maybe April, May, maybe July. You know, you put off that gift and I guarantee you this, the tree won't be there and the gift won't be there. If you don't open it Christmas morning, it's probably not going to be there a month from then. That's why it's so important. When you hear the good news, Jesus loves you, was born, lived a perfect life, died on a cross, rose again, paid the sins of everyone, and it's a gift. All you have to do is receive him. You want to do it as soon as possible. Once you receive him, unwrap it. Learn more about him. Get to church. Open the Bible, read it for yourself, spend time in prayer, enjoy it, share it. 
Salvation is the only gift you can keep and give away at the same time. And I want to say this. I'm closed. Look at that world famous fast sermon. It's a choice. God will not force you to take that gift. It is your choice. We're not robots. God gives us the freedom of choice. Two types of people in the world. Those who accept the gift, they go to heaven. Those who reject the gift, they go to hell. That's all it is to it. God says, take the gift. It's free. I paid for it. And you get to go to heaven. You don't take it and you're not going to heaven. It's a choice. But it's such a big thing. You'd never forget when you took it. You don't have to tell me, but where were you when you accepted that gift? It's such a big thing. You would never feel. I was in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, my living room, February 23rd, 1970, Monday morning, 7 o'clock. That's when someone pointed that gift out to me, and I personally received him into my heart. There'd be a time. There'd be a place. Is there a place where you were? When Jesus Christ became your personal Savior? Was there a time that you remember accepting Him into your heart? If not, tonight, He offers you eternal life. You don't have to do it at the church. You don't have to get baptized. You don't have to be a certain religion. You don't have to leave whatever church you were raised in. You can be a Catholic and go to heaven. You can be a Baptist and go to heaven. You can be no religion and go to heaven. You can never attend church and go to heaven. You can never be baptized, still go to heaven. You can never give a dime and an offering plate, still go to heaven. You can live a life that's not perfect like all of us live, not perfect, and still go to heaven. It's the gift that makes the difference. The gift. If you've never taken him, tonight's a night. He's trying to offer it to you. It's only polite to receive that gift.